Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, for the first time ever in the history of sex with my grandma, Bubba and I are together. In the whole six weeks that we've been together. I know. This is episode seven. We <laughs> I are feel like it's been a long time. It's amazing, actually. Long time. I know. I haven't seen you in so long. But yeah, yeah. we should definitely do this more often. Yes. Have to move to Queensland. Yes, or I'll come to Sydney. I like that much better. Come up to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is episode seven. And today we're going to be talking about everything to do with divorce, heartbreak, breakups, a very relatable topic. Mm. I feel like everyone's been through a heartbreak in their life. Yes, sadly. Sadly. Yes. So we've got some great questions. Um, mm. A lot have come from listeners, which we love. So please keep sending us questions. But I think we should just um, jump straight on in. And I think the first question I want to ask you today is why do people break up? What's the most common reason? Oh, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> That's a two-day subject in itself. But I've got time. Okay. So... People break up for many reasons. They break up because they stop loving each other. They break up because they're bored with each other. They have a lot of people do not commit to relationships like they used to. They don't have the same values. Uh, people cheat. Um, mm. People don't ha- they, they stop enjoying each other you know if I yeah. if I hear another person that ever walks into my room and says I love her him but I'm not in love with them anymore oh and yeah that, I feel like that would come up quite a it, bit like it comes up at least five times a day in my office I have a lot of people that I love in my life but I'm not in love with it but with them but I don't marry them I know but that's to me when people say that all it means to me is that they're bored in the relationship or something has gone wrong mm. because when when they actually turn around and say, I, I love that person, but I'm not in love with them, I say, well, uh, you know, I hope you never say that to their ch- your children because mm. children really do not understand that. When when they go to their kids, yeah. when they do break up, mm. they say, oh, daddy and I love each other, but we're just not in love with each other anymore. The kids sit there saying, well, I wonder if they stop falling out of love with us too. Oh, my God. Do you yeah. feel like that's a bit of a cop out? Yes. Like an easy way to be like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Like, fuck off. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Right. And I say, no, come and tell me the real reason that you two are breaking up. Yeah. You know, is it is it bad communication? Yeah, there's always an underlying... Is, is there a lack of intimacy? Yeah, a root a problem, like a root problem. Yes. Actually, that makes me wonder, when people come to you saying that they're looking to divorce or break up or separate, what would, what's the first thing that you ask them? Well... 
<coughs> Sorry, Liv. Um, it's right, I can edit this out. I'm a wizard. <laughs> um, sometime in the hour that they're with me on the first session, mm. and they whether it's a, whether they say it's a sexual pros- problem they're presenting with, uh, bad communication, teach me how to fight fair, um, don't love each other anymore, whatever. Sometime during that hour, I actually turn around and say, okay, can you remember the first time you two stopped being nice to each other? Oh, my God. That's such a good question. And yes, it is because you know what? They actually tell me to the day. Really? They they all, most people realize, Mm. yes, we stopped being nice to each other after the birth of our second child or we stopped being nice to each other. Uh, when we went away overseas with each other or yeah. when I, my husband cheated on me or my wife cheated on me, yeah. you know, or I found her kissing somebody. Yeah. Um, and they, they everybody can pinpoint. Do they usually say the same time? Can they pinpoint the same time yes. usually? Yeah, oh they God. usually agree with each other. Wow. Yes. And then I say, okay, so tell me why you're not having – well, where, why have you stopped being nice to each other? Because – and a lot of them actually say it's true – we have really stopped being nice to each other and we've stopped having fun with each other. Mm. And I say to them, so how are you with your friends? Have mm. you stopped being nice to your friends? And they go, no. Mm. I say, have you stopped having fun with your friends? No. Mm. I said, so tell me what's going on in your life where you're treating each other like boarders living in the same house yeah, instead of treating each other like each other's best friends. Do you think it's a choice as well? Like, I feel like in relationships that I've been in yeah. where, look, it hasn't, and like, there's definitely one that I can think of where we stop being nice to each other, but I still wanted to try and be nice and be amicable and mend things. But I felt like on his side, it was just like, he just didn't care anymore and he just didn't want to be nice anymore. Do you think it's a choice? Or do you think that you're just like actively stuck? No, I, th- I think that what happens is, are you talking about... You want to be friends after oh the God, relationship is over. You were going to say his name, and I was like, "Don't say <laughs> no, his no, name." No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> are you talking about being? You want to be friends after the relationship ends? Is no, that what you're no, saying? still in the relationship. So, like, you know yes. how you said that they can pinpoint a time, yeah, 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 where they stop being nice. Yeah, I feel like I could pinpoint a time where we stop being nice to each other, but I still chose to be nice, right, and try and make it work. But I felt like on the other side of things that there was just no effort and there was like I felt like it was a choice it was a choice to make like I could be yes. n- nasty back yes. or I could get on with it yeah yeah it, in, in what you're stating is yes it's your choice that I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to be as nice as I can but that's got a lot to do with you know how amazing I, I am I know yeah how amazing <laughs> you absolutely are <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called – there are people who have what I call a pleasing script. Oh, and if, come on. Yes, and if you've got a pleasing script, you are – a lot of people don't like to end anything in a bad way. They just want to oh, 100% me to a T. I cannot leave things on a bad note with anyone, no, ever. No. And that's that's being a people pleaser, but that's okay. It makes you a nicer person than most people. I know, but it's like mm. to my own detriment, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um. Okay. So actually we touched on kids just before, but I think that's also a really interesting topic to touch on as well. So mm. how you said that they don't really understand the I love you, but I'm not in love with you thing. How mm. else does divorce affect children? It's probably most children's biggest nightmares. Most mm. most kids today 
when they're when they're in a relationship with mum and dad and they appear to be happy most children today live in a state of anxiety that mum and dad are going to split up if mum and dad have one argument it really i cannot tell you how children suffer with anxiety today i mean there's enough rubbish going on in the world for them to be anxious about Mm. but the fear of mum and dad splitting up is horrific for a lot of kids on the other hand a lot of kids are happy when mum and dad split up, particularly if they're in alcoholic, drug abusive, toxic relationships. Toxic relationships. Mm. They they can't wait for the day for the the uh, controlled person to walk away from the abusive person. Mm. But but when when one of the parents comes home and says to the house and says, "I'm leaving." Mm. You know, I I often ask my clients, and believe me, as you know, 60% of first relationships fail. Mm. So most of the clients that walk through my door, I very, very seldom see two couples where one couple haven't come from a broken home. Yeah. And I say, so how were you affected when mum and dad split up? Mm. And very, very few of my grown-up adults say we all handled it well mm. in fact they don't they get quite traumatized and yeah. then they their whole life changes because if mum and dad are sensible and they enter a relationship in a harmonious way they can do it as nicely as they can and and they they tell their children okay well mum and dad have stopped loving i tell my i actually ad, i advise my clear my clients to say Mum and dad don't love each other like husbands and wives should love each other anymore. And that's better than saying I love him but I don't love him or I don't I love her and I don't love her anymore. That that's really hard for kids to understand. Mm. So but we're going to live in two separate homes. You're gonna have it you know, the home set up with new bedrooms and you'll spend as much time as with mummy as you like or as much time with daddy as you like and if people do it that way mm. children can handle it quite well they act, children are quite resilient and resourceful and yeah. and it they they're not shamed because they'll go to school and find that they're like the rest like 60 percent of the kids at school who are living in two separate homes as well mm. um so these kids handle it quite well but Unfortunately, a lot of relationships end up quite acrimoniously. Mm. And when it does, it's it, the children are so badly affected by it. Not only do they grow up with the anger, the hatred, the bitterness that goes on between mum and dad, but their whole lives change because they move out of the house. Like their family home. Their they family home. They, mm. they, 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 their lifestyle changes, particularly if there's financial uh discourse yeah. in the settlements yeah what if there's another person so how's the best way to like obvi- like what if someone's had an affair and this person is now leaving their partner for this third party how do you best broach that topic with children and introducing that person in if that's the way well, they choose to go initially children don't take that very well at all there's very very few children yeah no doubt that would be so, thrilled. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that you've run off with my mother's best friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, so most children literally d- despise the person that bra- that, bra- that they see is so breaking normal, up the family. Pretty common. They very seldom blame their mums and dads. They blame the person who breaks up the family. Yeah. 
And the interesting part about this, Liv, is that I think there's stats on it that when a person leaves their mum or dad for somebody else, that relationship seldom lasts very long really? with the person that they leave with. Yeah. Really? Yeah, percentages of them staying to get their, you know, the staying person that breaks them low. up. But, the, but if they leave for someone else and they, they actually end up marrying or spending their life with the other person, mm. the children never really like them or take them years and years and years yeah. to get used to the idea because as far as they're concerned, that they're the wicked stepmother or stepfather that's, mm. that split up their mum and dad. Yeah. Um, and children are quite traumatised from it. Mm. They go through the grieving process of losing the family household that yeah. they once had and they have to learn to adapt to not being that they 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 learn that they have to keep secrets because yeah. they they're told by mum that they're not allowed to tell dad anything that goes on in one home and mm. dad says don't go back and tell your mother or they get quizzed by mum and dad as to everything that the other partner is doing. So we do so, advise against that. So that's something you should not put your children through. Definitely not. Yeah, so avoid this secret and this quizzing and trying to get yes. information. Just yes. stop putting them in the middle. Yes. Um, any other ways that you can help children deal with divorce or separation or breakups? So basically you've there's just got no, to be like super there's positive. There's no easy way. Yeah. Honestly, there is no easy way. I the, Yes, the only way, I, I not the children, it's the parents. Yeah, and to be like you're getting a new know. home, a new room, you get two rooms. Yes. Like it's, it's, it. it's about Sell being, it to them. Yeah, being mm. as harmonious as you can and saying the only change that's going to happen is that I'll be living in a different house to your mother or your father. Yeah. And and if, if couples are sensible, they'll keep that relationship as friendly as they can they come yeah. together for birthday parties they can even go out and have dinners and breakfasts mm. and things attend all their school activities together yeah and then the children actually really they really um settle into that relationship yeah. much easier yeah than than an acrimonious split yeah no yeah for sure yeah um so on that note, you mentioned finances before. I think it'd be really interesting to hear your perspective on the best way to divide assets or, you know, address financial situations, especially if you've been married for a long time or have like a de facto relationship or whatever yeah. and you're very financially codependent. Like what are your thoughts on that? Well, it, it, it's uh, quite complicated in the sense that... I think money is complicated as it is. Yes, but you know... <laughs> This is an, an interesting story to live. When my young couples come in and they start telling me about all their problems, hmm. one of the questions I ask uh, them is, do they have separate finances? Mm -hmm. And they go, yes. And I go, that's great. How does it work? And they say, oh, well, we share we everything down the middle, 50-50. Mm. I said, that's good. And I said, so what happens when you one of you, are you do you plan to have children? And I'll go, yes. Mm. And I say, okay, so what happens when you stop working and you um, stay home to have the baby? I love this, yeah. And so there's always a bit of a silence. Mm -hmm. and, I, and the guy says, oh, well, you know, I'll support her. I'll support her. Yeah, and also I'll, when the woman I'll, stops, she's not earning any super either, just FYI. 100%. So he's stashing away his super mm -hmm. and she stays home until, you know, she uh, is ready to send her child off to daycare. Or pops another one out. 
much. That's like what yes. four years yeah. of no work. No, sorry, well, I get really passionate about so let's this. Let's say two years because a lot of women put their kids into childcare very young these days. Yeah, fine. Yeah, that's, that's okay. What you need to do. But the point of the matter is, is that when usually more often than not, although there are a lot of women earning more money than their Counterparts today, but mm. more often than not, the guy is the breadwinner. Mm. But unless the guy has a prenup agreement, mm-hmm. yeah, the law. I say to these these couples, well, just let me give you some home facts. Mm-hmm. I say that if you guys eventually end up in divorce, and I hope you don't, but sixty percent of you will. Yeah, so you're, it's, I'm, it's I'm, a I'm, fair point. I'm giving you a fair point, yeah. right? And the judge couldn't care less how much money either of you have got in the bank because mm-hmm. when it comes to, push comes to shove and you're sitting in front of the judge, the judge is going to take all your assets and split it down the middle 50-50. Mm. So why on earth are you having separate monies at this point in time mm. when money becomes one of the biggest source of resentments in a relationship? I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, and I say, if you join ranks from day one, you, if, if God forbid you end up going to court. Which 60% of you, oh, not, not going to court, but breaking up. Breaking up <laughs> anyway. And you split your assets 50-50. Now, I must say that if somebody comes into a relationship and one partner has a lot more money than the other, I always advise them to go and get a prenup agreement mm. so that whatever the person with the most money has keeps their assets yeah. in line and from the point that they get married, mm. they then share everything 50-50. So you're pro-prenup? I'm very pro-prenup I haven't for, really, men, I for haven't, men and women. I haven't really thought about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. Well, the whole point of it is, is that even though I say I'm pro prenup, mm. it literally goes out the window a bit when if if the, a woman signs a prenup, mm. um, and then she has a baby within a couple of years, the prenup goes out the window. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and again, pop those babies out, Queens. No, I'm kidding. And and I hate to say it, I don't know what the rest of Australia is like, but Gold Coast is very, very well trained in the art of. Uh, Manipulation. Manipulation and having babies so that they get looked after. That's why I can't live here. No, you can't live here. <laughs> no offence to anyone who lives here. I No, I, I love the GC. But on the other hand, uh, <laughs> really, finance is a, a really big problem. Yeah. And, and particularly when it comes to divorcing at the end of the line or separating mm. at the end of the line, mm-hmm. again, I say to my clients, if you don't sit down sensibly – Mm. and come to some agreement, Yeah, you have to be prepared that a third of your assets are going to go to your Lawyers. solicitor. Yeah, literally. Because they, it's, it's an absolute fact. Mm. I mean, I've got one client who at this point in time have spent half a million dollars. Oh, my God. And it's four years later and she still doesn't have a result. Oh my god, what is the point? That I know. Breaks, that's just Half that makes dollars. me exhausted. And, and there's no and, and four years later it's mm. the fight is still on. Now I, I remember sitting with the Queen's Councillor one day and we were talking and I was saying it's crazy that people don't settle out of court. Yeah. And he said there's always one person 
mm. that really has some sort of personality disorder mm. that takes the case to court. Do you think it's a way for them to hold on to the relationship? Or no, is it- I think I actually think the person has a personality disorder and doesn't <laughs> and doesn't care. And just a toxic psycho. It's just a toxic thing that they mm. are not going to. They'd rather lose everything they have than give their partner half of what they've got. Mm. And and it's such a it, it it's such a, a toxic situation, and it's so soul destroying for everybody concerned. The two people concerned, the children concerned, yeah, and and then they then they fight over custody battles with the kids, yeah, um, and yes, yeah. so you know, I th- my my advice is just get uh, it, get, jump straight it. in, two feet, and, and then well, stay, when it comes stay to stay together it. and be happy, <laughs> and if you're not going to stay together, uh, settle your finances and everything and custody with your Out children as quickly as you can, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I have another question, obviously relating to breakups. Hmm. Um, what are some things that you think a relationship is lacking that tend to lead to breakup? Well, I think the bottom line, and it doesn't matter what it is, hmm. I think people resent, – resentment is one of the biggest things that end up breaking up uh, couples. Resentment. Um, resentment is one of the biggest things. Of what? Anything. Well, well whatever's going on, if mm. there's lack of sex, for example, mm-hmm. the person who's not getting it is becomes resentful and angry. Right. So resentfulness is literally number one. Yes. And and it builds up and it builds up like it, it, it's it, it it's like, as I've, I've mentioned this before, I liken it to having, God forbid, cancer, but it's like... You know, it just builds up and builds up and builds up until mm. you deal with it. Yeah. Cut it out um, or you end up dying from it. Right. Because <laughs> the reality is that unless you actually realise that whatever is going on yeah. is that you're feeling resentful. And this happens yeah. a lot with sexual discrepancy in relationships mm. is that – and we've spoken about this a fair bit – in that when – women or the male back down mm. because they don't want to have sex with their partners mm. then both both parties become resentful right when you're not communicating well both parties become resentful because there's n- and and again you know the resentment that i hear because couples spend most of their life talking into their media and looking mm-hmm. into their media than talking to each other yeah so resentment is one of the biggest things yeah and i show this i feel like that goes eyes. like hand in hand with lack of communication as well well again the lack of communication is because they actually don't know how to talk to each other mm. with without having an argument, an argument <laughs> yeah. or you know, without not being nice to each other. The bottom line, not being nice to each other. Literally. Yeah. How do you, so say you're in a relationship where you're arguing, arguing all the time. Mm. How do you stop ar- arguing? I can't even say the word. Arguing. <laughs> It'd be nice if I could talk. God. <laughs> well, I, I usually say to my clients, can you tell me what the, your last argument was about and I'll say I bet and, it was about like nothing like and, who finished the I'll peanut say, butter well that doesn't really I'd sound fight over that. like a deal breaker that has that that should have brought you into the office of mm. a of a relationship counsellor so there's obviously a I much said, bigger so there's, you issue t- let, let's go let's dig deeper mm. and find out what's really going on with you two so that we can fix the bottom line of this story mm. 
Yeah. So actually, I want to take a bit of a step into the physiological side of things. Yeah. So obviously, there's a very emotionally heavy side when it comes to breakups. But I feel like Mm. people take um, a very different – like there's varying degrees of physiological – feelings that you can have like some people comfort eat some people literally go down the path of fasting because they can't stomach anything yeah what are the physiological sides uh well okay let's start logical sides of breaking up okay well the first thing that happens is that the person who is hurt the one the person Mm. that who is hurting from the the breakup the loss yeah goes through the grieving process as though someone has died I'll, and, I'll testify to that. Yeah. And the process is exactly the same. You start off where you feel a bit numb when it first happens. Yeah. And you think, oh, I'm handling this well. How am I managing to deal with this so well when actual fact the body has released a natural morphine mm. that helps you deal with the shock of, of the breakup. So you go numb for a while. Yeah. Are these the stages of grief? Yep. Oh, are you going to take us through them? Yes. Oh, yes. So stage one is denial. Denial. Yeah. The second one is hoping that something magical is going to happen and the person's going to ring up and say, I'm really sorry, please forgive me, I take me back. Mm. The third one... What would we call that stage? Hoping. Hoping. Yep. Stage three is bargaining. Yep. If only I had have done this, if only we would have done that, if only... And if and, and you pray to God, please let that this person come back to me. And mm. it's a bargaining stage. Yeah. And like, I promise I will donate everything to charity yes. Yes. if you bring them yes. back. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will go to church every week for the rest of my life if, 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 yeah. if, if you bring this person back to yeah. me. So I'll, it's, a, it's yeah. a bargaining phase. Mm-hmm. And then we go through overwhelming sadness. Yep. Mm. Anger. Stage. Anger at yourself and at your lack of... Uh, um, oh, like lack of word? control? Yes, thank you. Yeah. I lost the word. Oh, I'm a psychologist uh, now. God, it's fine. No, it's just that <laughs> at my age I lose words. Okay. <laughs> I think you're doing the, pretty well. The, the lack of control yeah. that they have and anger towards the person. Yeah, I was going to say anger them. towards the person, surely. So anger is there. Yeah. And then finally acceptance. Now, when it initially happens, people move in and out of the the stages of grief mm. they can they can move in and out of it a dozen times a oh, minute so it's not a linear an hour, timeline you can literally go backwards, you can go forwards. backwards and forwards in and out i was going to ask you what's the timeline there is none well depending on the level of grief and mm-hmm. and i mean I'm, you, we talk about grief in relationships yeah but i'm also talking about grief in loss of partners yeah yeah of course and loss of a best friend everything yeah so it's exactly like losing someone to death and depending on the level of grief and and how much pain is involved in it, it actually is like a three-year story. Three years mm. for everything? Oh, my God. No, not for everybody. Depending on... So on when the level, you, but typically three yes. years. I oh, my God, I almost had a heart attack. This, this to one of my friends whose husband left her for another woman. Mm. And I said to her, look, my darling, I'm so sorry to say this to you. But it's going to be a three-year story Mm. and you're going to move in and out of this grief process. Yeah. But the pain over time will get less and less. The gut gut ache that you get. I said, there'll only be one great thing that will come out of this for this particular friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, is that you will lose nine kilos in the next three (laughs) weeks. 
And I tell all my clients this. I said that if, yeah. you, if you need to lose weight, Break whether, up with you, whether you want to or not. I remember saying to my husband one day, can you leave me for two weeks? Because I, lo- <laughs> I need to lose two kilos. Oh, my God. Literally, <laughs> when I broke up with my last boyfriend, I survived on red wine and popcorn and I looked amazing. <laughs> it is. It's definitely, you don't have to go on any diets. It's the weight just falls off. Yeah, I feel you. Um, so that's one of the physiological things that happen. I also want to ask you mm. on the stages, what's the se- most self-destructive phase of grief? Well, when you go into the depths of sadness. That one. I think I've been sitting there for a while. No, I'm kidding. No. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look very sad to me, Liv. Um, when a lot of people go through the state of sadness, and anxiety goes with that too, oh, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. That they actually feel suicidal. Aww. And the way the world is going at the moment, because, yeah. you know, pe- the media are not allowed to report suicide, but there's more suicides today than there has been for years Right. Ever, and people are suiciding for lots. Particularly, young people are suiciding. Yeah. Young kids are suiciding when they fight with their girlfriends or their boyfriends. Oh God, that's it's sad. just so sad. But people who actually go through that grieving process definitely feel suicidal ideation, and they just wish that they weren't there. And the only yeah. reason that they don't do anything to themselves is because they know that. They have to be there for their children, their families. But do you think everyone feels suicidal? I think that a lot of people go through suicidal feelings when they go through a breakup. Right. Yeah, I do. Um, What are your tips on how to deal, like how to heal a broken heart? Well, sometimes some hearts never get healed, but but you learn to look for any way you can to find happiness right and whether you whether you instead of wallowing in misery I tell people to get back to life as quickly as they can by exercising exercising is one of the best things you can do because not only does it release release endorphins it actually uh, clears your head makes you feel good and that's one of the things you do but when anybody loses any anyone in a relationship, it creates a very big void in their lives. Yeah. And I tell them that they have to replace that void with something quite different to what they've been doing. So if they're someone who has been going to the gym every day, I say to them, keep going to the gym every day, but take up something else. Do painting. Yeah. Go and do it. Go and take up dancing or Zumba or... Yeah. Also, Booba Pro Tip 101 is join new groups and meet new people. You'll exactly. probably find your next husband or yeah, wife or 100%. Partner. Look, I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you about my best friend who broke up with a guy. And, yeah. And I actually said to her, because I didn't particularly like you, and I, said, <laughs> I did actually say to her, go out and celebrate. <laughs> I said, I think you should go out with your girlfriends and celebrate tonight that you got rid of this jerk that you were going out with yeah um and she did yeah and while she was sitting there with all her girlfriends there was a guy standing at the bow watching her oh my god i love this and um he walked over to her and they fell in love and got married was he a stunning angel yes oh my god and and she she said to me i can't believe it the night that you told me to go out and celebrate Mm. the loss of this guy who i really thought that i Mm. was into I met my husband. You know what they say happens when you least expect it, when you're not looking for it. I know. So funny Mm. and so unfair. (laughs) (laughs) So um, 
would you say that the same kind of concept applies when you're trying, like when you're dealing with a broken heart and the person that you love has left you and is obviously moving on? Because I feel like once you go through a breakup, when you're like, if you're the one who's hurting the most, when your partner has moved on, I feel like that's a second kick in the guts. Is there any way to help get get over that and get through that? Again, it's it's not sitting at home and wallowing mis- in misery. Yeah. It's getting out, yeah. joining clubs. Yeah. But obviously I think doing... you've got to feel your feelings but also at the same time don't yes. wallow in them. Like yes. allow yourself to feel. But if you sit there feeling sad and sorry for yourself, nothing's going to change. You, well, you'll end up becoming depressed and mm. anxious and having to take antidepressants and mm. and going down that road as opposed to saying – and, and – and, also give yourself permission to feel sad because yes. you can't there is no way you can hurry up the grieving process mm. um some people get through it much quicker than others and mm. like what happened to my friend that mm. you know she went out the night that she thought she was grieving and, yeah. and met the guy that she ended up marrying but at the same time there, there's no fast way mm. of hurrying up the process yeah and um to how to tell people to move on oh actually i do have a question yeah so how do you okay say you've broken up with someone and or they've broken up with you rather mm. and you're obviously absolutely devastated mm-hmm. but then you've asked them to give you space so that you can go away and heal and they won't leave you alone how do you deal with that because i think that's one of the most selfish things a person can do yes well personally well uh, (laughs) not speaking from experience or anything well just in case you do i'm telling you right now Mm -hmm. that you should be glad that this person has dumped you because the fact that they've dumped you but still won't let go of you Mm. has a very nasty narcissistic flavor to that for me because they don't want you but they don't want anyone else to have you either yeah and also it's like this attachment theory that they don't want to let go either Mm. um and the first thing i would be telling you to do is block this person really on every media that you have yes so that's the best way to do it is like definitely set your own boundaries respect yourself and block them yes because they'll keep going they'll keep trying they'll keep going and in a way it's that age old thing that the more they can't have you the more they want you so like when you withdraw yourself, they literally come at you time and time again. So one of a, a friend of mine actually asked me about this. She was in a relationship with a beautiful guy for like nine months and he ended up having to move back overseas. Yeah. And he like had quite a consistent conversation flow with her, then ended up started um, starting to see someone else. And it just broke her heart and now still has broken up with a girl but still continuing this conversation with her. And it's it, it's so hard. Look, you know, it's, it's really egotistical. Mm-hmm. Like a control thing. Oh, it's 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 controlling it's egotistical and mm. i think it's one of the most selfish things that these people that can do mm. is that they don't let go mm. and it's it's a, it's really like pumping up their own ego thinking anytime that they want this person all they've yeah. got to do is send them a text and or, then as soon as you reply mm, confirmed they know they right. got you yeah so basically block and delete that's all i can say sis yes absolutely all right, two more yeah. questions and I think we're out of time. So okay. we covered this one briefly in another episode, but I yeah. do want to touch on it really quickly now, whether you can truly be friends with an ex. The only That's an interesting question too, Liv, because what happens is when a person has been dropped, mm. the dumper... <laughs> 
the dumper and the dumpy. <laughs> the dumper and the dumpy. The dumper, uh, it's easy for them to say, I'd still like to be your friend. Yeah. Because that, that person has lost feelings for that per- for the other person. Yeah. But for the dumpy, no. Yeah. I, you can't take someone out of a lover slot and put them into a friend slot, particularly when you've just been dropped. It's not easy. So, no. Mm. You walk away from that one too. Love that. Yeah, love that block response. that one too. Block that one as well. <laughs> I'm All really right. good at this blocking I know. Stuff. I love that. I might just give you my phone. <laughs> um, okay. Last one. Let's end on a beautiful note. Tips to stay in a happy relationship. Well, again. All right. I'm going to start off with number one. Yep. Stay nice to each other forever. <laughs> That's number one. Number one. Simple yes. as that. Be nice. Yes. And, and always show appreciation to each other. Yeah. Because one that's one of the things that I teach my clients a lot. I say to them, do you ever say thank you to each other for what you do in the house? Mm. Do you give each other I call it strokes. Stroke is any form of recognition, mm. be it physical or verbal, a simple yeah. smile and a hello is a positive stroke and I say how often do you tell your partner how handsome they are, how beautiful she is? Yeah. How proud you are of how hard they work, how mm. much you appreciate it. And also strokes can vary depending on their love language. So I'd say yes. learn what their love language is and cater to that. And also one of the, the one of the most important things that I teach my clients, particularly guys, mm-hmm. is the word validation. Mm. And the validation is that when because men are, are natural hunters and gatherers, mm-hmm. and when something's wrong with their partner. The, net, the hunter-gatherer wants to fix it because that's their job, to look after their family, protect them, yeah. look and do things. So mm-hmm. the natural instinct of a male is to come in and tell their partner what they need to do to fix their problem. Mm. And in my language, I call that rescuing and my client, mm. female clients call it controlling. <laughs> but really, these guys come from a really, really good place. Yeah. They, if, 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 if you... If he comes home from work and says, how are you tonight, darling? And she'll say, I've had a terrible day with the kids. That, you know, they've just been shocking and I haven't managed to get my work done and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And he says, well, honey, why don't you, when you get up in the morning, make the beds first and do this, put the washing on and then you've got all day to play with the kids. And she thinks... I tell you what, that wouldn't go well, down well with me no, at all. She would want to hit him around the head and mm-hmm. say, I don't need your free advice. I just want you to... Hear me. To hear that the fact yeah. that I'm... I've had a bad day today. Yeah. So I explain to my men and women, because women need to learn it too. I think chicks are bad at that Just to validate Mm. the other person. Honey, I'm so sorry you've had a bad day. Is there anything I can do for you right now to help you? Simple as that. Simple as that. So it's Mm. gratitude, showing appreciation. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I get my clients to play this lovely game in the house when they come from a household where they don't give each other strokes yeah mind you a lot of them say oh we give it to the kids but we don't give it to each other mm. and my then i say to them well what sort of lesson are you giving the kids yeah. that you only give compliments and strokes to the kids who never say thank you for it by the way mm-hmm. they just expect it yeah and they never see mummy and daddy giving it to each other yeah they're going to say what age does it all stop yeah so I say, okay, so I want, I want and then you to that, do... And like, that'll lead into their relationships as well. Exactly. Mm. So I say, okay, this is about teaching the whole house about appreciation. Yeah. So say there's two adults and two kids in the house. I tell go out and buy four jars mm-hmm. and go down to um, 
the shop where you can buy all these coloured stones and things from. Like a crystal store. Oh, it's so, like crystal, Spotlight. You can get marbles, spotlight. whatever. No, yeah, Spotlight's the shop I was Probably thinking Probably find of. them on Amazon. Hit yeah. me up, I'll set, and, set a discount and code. You, you get four different coloured stones. Yeah. And the deal in the house is, is that when you've all got to start give, saying, showing appreciation, thank you, mummy, for a lovely dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your child says that to you, then the mother has to show the appreciation saying thank you for showing me that appreciation yeah okay so when you give the child a compliment Mm -hmm. a stroke yeah and the child says thank you yeah you give them a colored stone in their jar and you do that but the same for yourself and and your partner and all the way around the house it's a competition guys yes and it's a competition but it's teaching appreciation more than the compliments yeah. Because at the end of two weeks, I get them then to count their coloured stones. Mm. And the one that has the most coloured stones gets a prize. Love it. Yes. So basically, mm. tips for a happy relationship are be nice, give strokes and show appreciation and validate each other. Validate each other. Love it. And yep. have fun together. Oh, I love that. Fun and date nights. Date nights. Date nights are really, really important. Bake it till you make it if you're not into it. Exactly. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah. Last one. Yeah. <laughs> Women, take turns in initiating sex because men feel that a real need to be feel desired as much as they do. I personally think, and this might be a generational yes. thing for me, I feel like women initiate sex a lot more these days, but that just might be me. That's it your, might be. I'm just it's like, just your crowd of friends. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm leaving you there. You can go. You can leave me now and disown me. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please um, join the Facebook group. It's on It's on Facebook. I just said that. It's called Sex with My Grandma Podcast. Um, if you can't find it, let me know and I'll just send you a link. And please um, follow us and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Thank you. See you, my darling. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 